All right. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of For What It's Worth. Um, I'm your host, Wes Hoffman. Uh, and that song that is playing at the beginning is uh, my song, For What It's Worth. So <laughs> uh, that's just where I took this, the, the title from. There's really no, uh, you know, I don't do any kind of gimmick like, you know, oh, well, for what it's worth, like, what do you think about this? It's, that's just the name of the song. So uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I think this is episode number five, six. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so... Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in and, and uh, checking out these episodes. If you have not uh, heard any of the previous ones, we have one with Chris from Show Off, um, Trevor from A Wilhelm Scream, Steve from Belvedere, uh, Alex from Bad Planning, and my good friends uh, Colby and Joe from Stay the Course. So make sure to check those out as well. Um, and if you do like the podcast so far, if you've been tuning in, uh, Please get feel free to give us a uh, rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, I think that just helps the algorithm a little bit, like show it to more people, and that'll just help us uh, grow a little bit. So, uh, really appreciate that. Uh, this episode is with Kevin Andrew from Guardrail. Uh, they're a band out of Chicago. Uh, they they call themselves Diet Punk, uh, which I really like. I think it's really cool. So. Uh, I have been a fan of them for a couple years now. I got to meet Kevin briefly at uh, our show in Chicago with Bad Planning uh, earlier this year. So it was really cool to talk to them now that their new album, uh, Content, is out uh, on Open Your Ears Records. So a uh, really good conversation. I loved everything that Kevin had to say. He had some really good insights on like um, you know branding and how they uh, – the, like the voice of their band and gave a little bit of history and, and shares about what they're up to right now. So uh, check it out. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at guardrail sucks <laughs> and um, enjoy this episode with Kevin Andrew from guardrail. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is another episode of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman. We're rolling right along here. I think this is episode number five or six, um, and I'm here with Kevin. Do you go by Kevin Andrew? Yes. Kevin Andrew. It, is that yes. your real last name or middle name or stage name? or? It's my middle name, but also my stage name. I When I was like 21, I got my identity stolen. So oh, I took my real last name off of everything public, and um, yeah, so here we are. And uh, Andrew's way better to remember than my actual last name, which is like a crazy Polish last name, so I just rolled with that. Yeah, yeah, well, dude, I'm happy to have you uh, from Guardrail. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot of Polish uh, people up in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually mostly German, but... Um, I got some Polish on my dad's side, so that's where the name came from. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of German, Polish, Irish. Irish is big here. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, uh, thanks so much for, for joining me. Um, so you and I met. I actually have been following Guardrail for the last few years. Um, when I started getting serious about putting out music, um, you know, I, I play the whole like Spotify playlist game. I try to get our stuff on all like the pop punk Spotify stuff. And uh, I remember hearing you guys. Um, uh, it was the song that's like, 
uh, you, you got to be kidding me. It's called uh, Really, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so I, I remember hearing that and like thinking at the time, oh, man, this is a really sick song. I really like these guys. And I started following you on Instagram. And then you and I met at um, in Chicago at the when we played with Bad Planning at Sub T. So it's cool to be having you on the on the show now and kind of have a little bit more of a formal but informal conversation. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. That was like our one song that like actually made it to playlist. Like the whole Spotify algorithm getting on playlist thing is such a mystery. I have no idea how like there's there's bands that I'm friends with that are like not very active, but they just put up music here and there and they get slapped on these playlists and they're like we don't even know why. Yeah. Like, and then there's bands like us that are like trying to do the damn thing, and we're not getting the, you know, the exposure like that for some reason. It's like, what you put us on there before, put us on there again, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean you mean like the Spotify editorial playlist, like the ones that they. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that is a tough. Uh, I mean, I I always pitch my new songs and stuff like that, but it is a tough. Um, it's hard to figure out for sure. And then, you know, there's been a few times where we've gotten on some of those like algorithm, algorithmic playlists, like discover weekly and, um, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And, um, that's a weird thing too, man. Like it, it's, it definitely, and I feel like it's always changing. So you never really like what worked a couple of years ago might not be working now, you know? I know it's, it's all stupid. I hate it. I hate it all. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about, like, how long have you guys been doing the guardrail thing? Yeah, so guardrail's technically been a thing since about 2014, um, but it's really been an actual, real life, like, we're trying to kill it thing since about 2018. Um, it kind of started back then. I. I was uh, in a band that wasn't really doing a whole lot. Um, it was starting to fall apart a little bit. It's just like every member of the band kind of wanted the band to sound different. And we just like couldn't figure out how to blend the different styles that everyone was trying to pitch. It was more like, I wrote a song in this style, and then I wrote a song in this style, and it just like wasn't really clicking. Mm. Um, and I'd never really been in like a punk band before. And like pop punk and skate punk and stuff, that's always been my you know, my first love, you know, my, my first favorite bands were like, you know, Blink-182 and New Found Glory and stuff. And I'd never been in a band like that. And um, I went in 2013, I saw the Swellers play, finally. I've been trying to see them for years, and just every time they rolled through, I just couldn't go. Or I, I you know, there was one, one time they were on the Take Action Tour, and I was stuck in traffic, and we got there, and they were oh. loading off stage. And I was like, damn it. So I finally got to see them. It was right before their last album came out. And, um... I was just like, why am I not in a band like this? Like, this is so fun. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I wrote a song that was in more of that style, and I showed it to that band, and they were not really feeling it. And I was like, oh, damn it, stick a knife in my heart, dude. <laughs> and so I just, like, wrote on Facebook after a couple months of, like, me kind of being like, well, maybe I'll try and change the song a bit. And I changed the song, and it sounded less punk, and they still weren't feeling it. And I was like... Oh my god, so I just wrote on Facebook, who wants to start a punk band? And our guitarist in that other band is our guitarist now in Guardrail Can. I've been friends with him since we were 10 years old. We go way back. We've been in five different bands together, I think. Um, But he was like, yo, let's do it. And I just recruited some people. 
Um, and then that band that I was in played a couple last shows at the beginning of 2014 and then called it a day. And, um, and then I was also in a metalcore band for a while that was doing some stuff. And then Ken was in another band too that was doing some stuff. So it was kind of like a kind of semi-serious thing, like, you know, but also kind of not. And we were kind of just playing shows when we could. We put an EP out in 2015. Um, 2016, we didn't really do much. 2017, my metalcore band was starting to kind of plateau and not really go anywhere. Same with uh, Ken's other band. And um, kind of just revamped it a bit. Eventually recruited the lineup we have now. And by 2018, we were, you know, in you know, in the studio recording stuff and getting things ready. 2019, we put out some singles. We were like getting ready to hell. Yeah. put out an EP, do all this stuff. And then the pandemic happened. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride. So to, to the, you know, TLDR version of that is yeah, 2014 ish, but 2018, like for sure. And here we are in 2023 now. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I I feel the same way kind of about what I've been doing with my band is, you know, we, uh-huh. we've been doing this since <clears throat> 2017, this sp- okay. particular project, but I really didn't get serious about it and writing songs and really think like, okay, I'm going to try to, in your words, kill it. <laughs> you know, I'm really going to try to make a go of this. I didn't really start doing that until like, until COVID, until 2020. And, you know, um, right. I had... You know, I'm sure people who have listened to other episodes or people who know me know that, like, I went through a separation and divorce and all that. And that was really kind of almost a little bit of a catalyst to, um, you know, hey, I want to I really miss doing this. I want to tour. I'm, get, I'm getting older. I, you know, if it and COVID kind of instilled in me this idea of, you know, if, we might not. This could all get taken away, <laughs> you know, like we. All of a sudden, we might not be able to like play shows or tour or do the things that we want to do. So, it, it kind of put in like a sense of urgency to me to like, hey, if I'm gonna do this, and you know, I'm I'm getting now I am forty, but like I'm getting close to forty years old. Like, if I'm gonna do this, now's the time. Who cares how old I am? Like, you know, in right. in a lot of ways, being older almost like helps me because I'm, I'm smarter on the business side. I'm smarter on the marketing uh-huh. side. I have experience like, uh, you know, I have a better job now than I did when I was younger. Um, so I can yeah. invest a little bit more into that. Did, did you have uh, like a defining moment that was like, okay, you know, with your band that you were like, let's really, that was there like a, uh, an experience or something happened that you were like, let's really try to like kill it. I mean, we've always been trying to ever since I was like in bands, you know, just, but just nothing was clicking. Nothing was working. I'm a bass player primarily, um, which is hilarious that I'm like a front man now. Cause I went from like, <laughs> Oh, nobody knows the name of the bass player. to like, now I'm the f- name and face of the band, which is <laughs> such a weird thing. But, um, I, I always kind of went where I was needed playing bass. You know, it just sort of like, well, I, this band needs a bass player. So here I am, you know, or trying to start a band, I'm the bass player, and um, I don't know, just nothing really took, and then I was I was in this metalcore band that was starting to like get pretty popular here in Chicago and stuff, and we, you know, did some really cool shows and and everything, and but then that also kind of just never took off. Like I said earlier, it kind of plateaued. Like we got to a point and just never went further, 
And with with guardrail, it was kind of my for fun yet semi serious thing. And then when it, when the metalcore band wasn't starting to you know uh, be as promising as it was, I I kind of started guardrail back up and um, tried a bunch of things. There was a lot of just like feelings of defeat like that like oh like yeah. members quit or like i had a guy who used to be our bass player who like got a girlfriend and then quit the band and i was like oh my god and um you know things like that kind of kept getting dealt like these cards that were just like oh take uh, you know a couple steps forward but like a few more steps back and um we were finally kind of on a good trajectory in like 2018 um 2019 and then the pandemic happened, and it was just like, fuck, man. <laughs> so it's just like we're finally starting to, like, pick up a little steam. Our, our, you know, I feel like we've written some of the best stuff that I've, I've ever written just as a musician, just oh, even me and any of my bands. And and then here we are, like, you know, we we're, we're, we had some good shows in the works, too. We were, like, ready to put out an EP. We had a, a show lined up opening for Bowling for Soup, which is one of my favorite bands. And then the pandemic hit, and we're just like, oh, my God, what do we do now? Like, let's just kind of ride this out, I guess. But then, luckily, we got linked up with Open New Year's Records, like, literally, like, week one of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much when it, when it happened. Um, and we... It, it kind of helped because we were ready to put this this ep out um that we ended up putting out through them in 2020 and we were gonna put it out in like probably april or may of that year but things just weren't you know happening so luckily we got linked up with them we got a way better deal of like releasing it and putting it on vinyl through them and having you know pre-orders and the having the the funding to like do a legit actual fucking music video for for it and everything and so it was it was nice it kind of gave us some stuff to look forward to so like I, I i'm not really sure if there was like a specific moment but the pandemic really like lit a fire under us to when things started opening back up again it was like yeah let's 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 do everything that we possibly can because you never know when something like this is going to happen and we can't play shows for 500 days you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah, I think that's I, and and I think <clears throat> in general the pandemic it helped like um, really helped kind of with uh, hold on let me think what I'm trying to say I think people were people were were ready to go to shows um, especially like yeah. after when when shows kind of started coming back and and it wasn't this whole like you have to wear a mask and, and show your Vax card. I mean, I think people were still like, oh my God, I just want to get out of the house and see a show. Um, even if even if those were the regulations at the time. But I think especially, you know, 2021, 20, um, and last year, like people were really just ready to go. And I think uh, yeah. not only musicians, but music lovers in general, people that like to go to shows and concerts and like that's part of your lifestyle it was all taken away, you know what I mean? So I think Dude, yeah. I, I think that definitely, especially in St. Louis, it, it might be tapering off a little bit now, but um, the last couple of years definitely felt that way where it was like people were coming out and, and ready to go, you know, but the, there were still a lot of people that like are really, you know, conscious of those types of things. So, um, yeah, you know, exactly. and, they, and they're real, they want to play it safe too. So 
Um, so tell me a little bit about um, Open Your Ears Records. Like, you know, they have some, they have you guys. Um, Another One Down is an awesome uh, band that's on that label as well. And um, I've actually um, emailed a little bit with the owner of that label. And, and um, I sent him our new album, and I don't think it was going to, like, fit with their release schedule. But he was super nice and was like, hey, listen to a couple songs and, like, um, you know, I really appreciated that. That's like more than you get from some labels. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it was. They're, they've been super nice and, and down to earth and very easy to work with. And I think we're all very easygoing people too. And we, because we are a little older too, we're all in our early thirties, and we kind of aren't. We, we don't have the weird jaded like things have to be this way or like we're not stuck in any certain way or have any sort of like we're just, we're very open to just like discussions and we're very easygoing so i think it just was a good relationship from the get-go because they're kind of the same way too and it, the, the the way we got linked up with them is like a social media buddy of mine uh neil had contributed to our indiegogo for our ep just because you know we're social media friends we, we talk from time to time and um and he is a good friend with the label and ended up kind of working with them, kind of helping do their, like, art A&R stuff. And, um, and so he, like, he, for the Indiegogo, the, one of the perks was, like, anyone who contributed anything. When we got the first mixes of the record back, you got sent, like, in a private chat or whatever, just a Dropbox link to the first mixes. So you can oh, check cool. it out before it actually comes out. So I, you know, we did that, and Neil listened to it. He really, really liked it, and he he texted me. and was like, "Hey, can I send this to the to the owner of the label that I'm like friends with and kind of work with?" And I'm like, "Uh, fuck yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Don't even have to ask me twice, man." So he did, and then um, you know, Adam from the label uh, really liked it and got in touch with us, and I had a long chat on the phone with him and it was funny too because it was like like i said before it was like week one maybe week two of the pandy and he was like yeah i've got a couple bands on the label now i think we were only the third or fourth band that they signed uh fourth band fourth band that they signed and he was like yeah i don't like to sign a band if i haven't seen them play yet and all the other bands are are based in richmond virginia where the label's based and we're the we're the first ones to sign to them that wasn't based there but he was like, yeah, like, do you have any shows coming up? And I was like, well, if all goes according to plan, like, we got this show coming up, this show. So he's like, yeah, I'd love to fly out there and, and see you guys, and we can talk in person. I was like, all right, cool. So um, we'll be in touch. And then things just kept getting more and more just pushed back and canceled, and the, the pandemic ended up lasting so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And after a few weeks of that, he was just like, hey, do you just have, like, any footage of you guys playing live or something? Like, just anything? And I was like, yeah, dude, let, let me see what we can scrounge up. And we I whipped, kind of compiled about a half hour's worth of just videos of us playing live and sent it over to them. And they they liked what they saw, and they were just like, all right, like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So, and, and yeah, and then when we finally were able to play shows again, it wasn't until 11 months after that EP was released. So we called that our 11 months late record release show. And, <laughs> and Adam flew up from Virginia to come see us. Uh, Neil was gonna, but someone in his family got COVID, so he couldn't, he had to stay back. Um, but he flew up to see us. We pulled him on stage and, and made him do a shot of Malort with us on stage, <laughs> as is tradition. And, and yeah, it was, it was great. And we've been, 
we've we we just had nothing but like a good time working with with them. So I couldn't That's recommend awesome. them enough. Yeah. Was that something? <clears throat> because I'm I you know I do have. Um, for my band, I had like um, a few a couple of years ago, and I try to do this every year, kind of at the end of the year, where I'm like, what do we want to do in the, within the next year? You know, when we when we first started out, it was like. Um, or I want to say, you know, it was kind of like in 2020, 2021, like, let's have kind of a bigger release show. We, we've released a few singles, our EP is going to be coming out soon. So let's have a big show and like, see if we can get over a hundred people there, you know? And then, um, like, then it was like, well, let's, let's try to do an out of town show and then let's try to do a weekender and then, then let's try to like kind of pair up with some other bands that are, that are doing the same thing and like, you know, go on tours with them and. Um, one of the things for me was, uh, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to release a full length on a label. Um, do, do you, did you, was that something for you guys that sounded like it happened pretty organically? Was that something that was on your list though of like, Hey, I'd really like to work with a label to put this album out or, or that, you know, to, to get signed to a label. Was that something that was a, a area of focus for you guys? Yeah. I mean, we, um, you know, we've been kind of self-releasing everything so far, and so has every other band I've been in. Um, so, I mean, we had gotten in contact and reached out to some random labels here and there, and, and just, you know, either didn't hear back or, or just got a, hey, we're not signing anybody right now, blah, 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 you know, that whole thing. Um, but, you know, not, like, super actively seeking that out, but basically our kind of plan was to, you know, for 2020... Um, our kind of original plan was to just uh, put the EP out earlier in the year, you know, actually try and get out there and do some shows in the summer and fall and um, maybe get out of the Chicago area for a bit. Um, yeah. But I, I as jokingly, at the beginning of 2020, I, I started calling every show that we did that year part of our world tour. And I was like, even <laughs> if we never leave the Midwest or something, like, it'll still be funny to be like the world tour. <laughs> and I put, I made a little flyer with like the, the first few dates that we had. Um, the only one outside of Chicago was in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and I put a thing, a little asterisk next to world tour. And at the bottom of the flyer, I just wrote all shows are on the world. So... <laughs> And it was funny because we only played in Madison, Wisconsin, and then like in Chicago and the Chicago Burbs. So that's how far our world tour got before <laughs> before the world ended for a while. Um, yeah, that was kind of our thing was to try to build up some momentum and you know put the EP out. And we'll have these songs. We you know we have six brand new songs we can start playing live and and you know try and get ourselves out there. So then maybe by the time the next release rolls around, maybe we'll get some label attention or maybe we'll. You know, do some stuff like that, um, and then it kind of worked in a completely different way. It was just like we we got linked up with Open Your Ears. We put the EP out in end of twenty twenty, and then we're kind of just like, all right, just waiting around to try it. We're just trying to see what we can do. We did some little like virtual things. Uh, we do the show here every year called Snooze Fest. It's like a punk rock pajama oh, yeah. party. So we had a couple like digital like youtube streaming versions of that you know um just trying to do what we could to just stay active and um kind of not lose any momentum that we did have from the ep and then you know almost a year later we had our ep release show so then for the next year after that we were finally playing those songs and 
actually doing a couple weekenders and getting out there. So it was, it was all kind of just delayed and kind of worked out of order almost. So <laughs> kind of kind of strange path that we took the last couple of years. But um, I mean, when we signed to our our label, the the contract was for uh, an EP and, a, and an LP. So we just last month put out the LP finally, and um, so now we're out there trying to promote that and, and get that out there as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely a big fan. I've listened to um, the new album. It's called, uh, is it is it Content or Content? So, with the, the original idea is Content, but okay. we, we tend to fall into these categories of like just, um, or not categories, that's not the right word, um, these habits of like, having having things like that that you can pronounce a certain way like our first ep was called words words but you can also pronounce it as words swords i don't know oh uh, okay okay <laughs> but but yeah so we're the, the original idea was it was content um so when we were recording this thing we were just like uh you know we, we just we're trying to figure out a, a name for the songs a name for the albums um and we um we we're on this conversation about how like being in a band kind of is difficult these days because you also have to be content creators and you do i don't remember which of us said the joke we we're like we should just call the album content be like here's our fucking content we, that we created you know and we're like that's actually pretty on brand for us to like put a little tongue-in-cheek like dumb pun as our album title so it was better than anything else we came up with and we just kind of were like fuck it we're rolling with that let's do it <laughs> Dude, you, you are so right. Like, I think, um, and I, I've talked a lot about this, like, just, you know, on the, on this podcast, but in general, um, that, like, being in a band is so much more than, like, writing good songs. Like, that that's a big part of it, but I think a big part of, like, an even bigger part of it is your branding, your design, your content, your merch, like how that stuff looks and how that, you know, I would want someone to almost see um, a Wes Hoffman t-shirt and, and almost kind of know, oh, I bet that sounds like early 2000s pop punk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, I, you know, and I think you guys have that kind of, um, you know, when I think of guardrail, like I think of, uh, you know, you guys have some, some of your songs have like good social commentary and like they're serious, but not too serious. And like, you know, some of your yeah. videos are like a little goofy at the same time, but like, you know, your music's definitely like pop punk. Like, and I can get that just by kind of looking at your Instagram page for two seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I yeah. think the bands that like, the bands that really do that well um, are the bands that kind of go you know, understand who they are and what they're trying to do and, and have that like branding down, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's kind of the, when I was younger, you know, I'll use myself as a little bit of an example, like you don't quite know what you're trying to do or like who you are yet, you know? And, and so your designs are kind of like all over the place and stuff. And it's like, you know, um, if you're a pop punk band and you have like, you know, it, it, you're, and you have like a death metal design t-shirt like that might not if if you're not well known enough it would be cool if like blink 182 or newfound glory had like a you know a death metal like slayer metallica type ripoff shirt you know but right. if people don't know you they see that and they're like oh i that must be a metal band you know what i mean like 
Um, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like I think that's huge, dude. I I think that's um that that's definitely a big part of it. I, it was like cool to he- hear you say that because I I think about that a lot. Like you know I don't get me wrong. I think I, writing good music is important, and I and I write all the time, and I'm constantly trying to get become a better songwriter. But um, I'm also trying to you know I I I've, <laughs> I've worked in like marketing and promotions, and like I worked for advertising agencies and stuff like that in the past. So I kind of understand that game, you know, maybe a little bit better than the average, you know, like a local, like local touring band that's trying to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but, uh, yeah, exactly. We, we actually are, um, four out of the five of us are, well, well, three of us are like either designers or work in marketing and branding professionally. Oh yeah. I do graphic design kind of like as a hobby and like side hustle sometimes. And like a lot of the stuff that we, that you see a lot of our, like our shows flyers or, or things like that, or the shit that I made. Um, so we, we do have a, a, an understanding about that and the, the, we can get into that right mindset of, okay, here's who we are. Here's how we have to do things. And I've kind of found my voice. I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I like run all the social media and stuff. So, I found the the kind of voice of our band. Yes. In it kind of in our songwriting too, because like I don't know, a couple of years ago, it was in, beginning of 2019, um, we were kind of first starting to pick up a little bit of traction with this, you know, this iteration of the band. Um, we got to open for Jared from Bowling for Soup on his solo tour. Oh yeah. And we just did like a stripped down version of our songs. You know, our our bassist Alyssa is actually primarily a cellist so she played cello instead of bass for that oh, show so that cool. was cool and we just kind of stripped everything down we didn't do acoustic guitars but we did all clean channel stuff and our drummer just had like his kick drum and some like percussion and stuff so we just kind of mellowed out and then watching Jared do a two hour, <clears throat> two hour like uh, basically storytellers set where he's just telling stories playing songs and I'm like really actually taking them all in and I was just like there's so much personality in those songs that like we have to definitely tap into that ourselves. So, um, I really dove into that. So then a lot of the, a lot of our music now, a lot of the lyrics that I write are, are you know, kind of jokes, you know, like there's, like, there's jokes kind of riddled in there that kind of make you go like, Oh, huh, Oh yeah. Shit. I am also depressed, but also, huh. He made me laugh a little, I guess, you know, <laughs> yes, so, yes. Yeah, I, try to, I try to do that. And then I try to do that shit with our social media, too, because we don't want to take ourselves too seriously because we're all just a bunch of silly goose, like fucking dorks that we're all in, like, you know, art school and like marching band and stuff. So, like, you know, we're not cool. <laughs> so let's just, let's just be silly and and have a good time and not take ourselves too seriously and just have fun. And then. So then when, like, we are playing shows and one of us fucks up, we laugh it off. Like, we literally got second place in a battle of the bands because we fucked up so much. And we're laughing about it. <laughs> and they're just like, dude, you played it off so well. Like, you didn't let it fucking ruin your vibe or, like, kill your momentum in your set. You just, like, rolled with it and laughed it off. And it was great. It's like, I, I, I don't want to be taken too seriously because I, I, I don't want to be taken too seriously in my life because that's just not me. So... I figured out how to kind of make that our voice of our band too, and I think that helps a lot. Oh, absolutely! I think that I think that definitely resonates with people, and and um, you know when it resonates with people, they're like like 
they like it, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, it's important to kind of find that, that voice and, and, um, you know, of, uh, and what, how you want it, how you want it to be perceived by other people. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's really, that it's, it really is important. And it, um, it's something that I, I think about, I thought about a lot when I first, you know, started releasing the music again, but like, I still think about it to this day. Like I want, um, you know, of how I want, how I want it to kind of like come across and stuff like that. So, um, but you guys are really good at that. I, I am not that funny. <laughs> I see. I can't, I I'm like, I'm a little bit more of like a serious dude. Like I couldn't pull off the, I mean, I, I have kind of, I don't want to say a weird sense of humor, but like, you know, I, I have one of those like senses of humor where like if somebody says something in kind of a funny way, I like, it's more like observational humor. Like if I, if I'm like just people watching and I see somebody do something really weird, like I'll think it's really funny. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like a huge, like a diehard up comedy fan. And like, I have been since I was like in high school. Um, so I think that also helps it really helped me kind of craft my sense of humor and be able to because i you know i, I watch stand-up comedy like a lot of people you know watch sports like i yeah. follow all these comics most of the podcasts i listen to are like uh, comedians podcasts there's a few music ones sprinkled in there too but like yeah it's just kind of where i've always been and then because of that i'm able to kind of put things together in my brain because i s basically study stand-up yeah stand -up comedy you're constantly, I remember, yeah. I remember being at like a family function one time and someone said something and I just had a joke about it like immediately and my aunt just looked at me and she was just like, where did that come from, man? <laughs> I was like, I, dude, I just, I, I like the, I like being a silly goose. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. And I, I don't think I'm like an idiot. So it's, it, that helps too. <laughs> right. I can put, put jokes together in my brain pretty quickly. So <laughs> yeah, and I, I like to I like to do, you know kind of pull that off in our in our so a lot of the memes that you see on our page are that that's all me. Yeah, you know, I love it about our shows and stuff or about a record coming out. Like, uh, dude, did you? you, know, are I'll, you... I'll see a meme and go like, oh, I'm turning that into a god real meme. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are Are you uh, a Bo Burnham fan by chance? Mm-hmm. Okay, we absolutely. Uh, we, on our our last um. I wouldn't really, it was only two days, but we went to Canada and played a couple shows and we actually got stuck in Canada, like coming back, we, we missed our flight and had to stay an extra night. And, um, oh, our guitar player, Steven was like, um, like Jacob, our bass player and Steven are both like really into standup comedy and stuff like that. And he was like, Oh, have you guys watched like Bo Burnham's, like, you know, his early stuff. And he put on, yeah. uh, um, I can't remember what the, what the name of it. it was one of his very first, like stand up specials. And, uh, of course, like, you know, we smoked a little bit and, and we were like watching it and we were just like dead, dude. We were dying laughing at some of, the, some of his stuff is like is really good and really clever. Uh, just like the way that he, he'll like incorporate like the video editing and, and the, like the production with yeah, his, uh, his, his act and everything. And it was, it's like almost like unexpected. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He killed it. There's, there's so many of those Bo Burnham specials that are just like, I, I watch it and it, it makes me laugh every time because the jokes are so like clever and like out of nowhere, he'll like just do something that's just like, 
the way he interacts with the sound cues and yeah. uh, all that stuff. And it's like w- w- watching his, uh, his special that he did during COVID, uh, the inside special, that was so like, it was hilarious and like also super like depressing at the same time. And I was like, dude, I fucking, I, I know the things that he's going through like mentally with all that shit, just sitting inside and not doing anything and not seeing anybody. And it was, yeah. It yeah, was, I have not seen that. He did. One he yet. did so. He did so good. Because half the songs are like silly, and the other half are like about him being depressed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's so weird. I need to watch that one. I I haven't watched it yet, but I've I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, uh, so so, dude, tell me, are you guys like planning on doing any touring soon? Like, what shows do you guys have coming up? I'd love to hear, you know, where, uh, what do you guys have kind of in the near future? Yeah, so tonight we're actually playing at, at Subterranean in Chicago um, with this really rad band called Millington. Okay. Um, they're, they're from New York, and they're, they've never played here, but for some reason Chicago is, like, their biggest played city on streaming services wow. and stuff, so they're, like... They're like, dude, it's going to be a good fucking time. And we also have our friends Rematch and Good Hangs on that show, too. So it's going to be good tonight. I'm Is very, that like, still. Yeah, it's upstairs. Hell yeah. So it'll be a fucking blast. I, like, just got back from uh, Ireland a couple days ago, and oh, my nice. arms are so tired from flying home from that. But um, I, I'm still, like, jet lagged and c- kind of have, like, a cold. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just going to get drunk tonight and just fucking go um so it'll be fun uh and then we we have a show that we're we weren't allowed to really like announce until this show but you know since the show's already tonight we, i can just say we're playing at uh, diy space uh, at the end of the month on the 26th uh with some bands uh pulses and with sales ahead okay and a couple other bands so very awesome like post hardcore bands so we're gonna be the the scott punk band on a <laughs> on a fucking post hardcore show so it'll be fun um, and then, uh, we don't really have anything super set in stone yet. We had something in September that ended up getting canceled. So, um, we are supposed to play a, this, this house show, um, Alex's, at, house. At, at Alex's house. Yeah. But he fucking, the, the city, he, you know, to do things like that, to have legal events and things like that, you just have to get a permit from the, from the township for like noise ordinance or whatever. And he's never had problems with it in the past. He's had countless shows there. And then. For some reason, this time the the city was just like no. Yeah, that's and he's wild. Like, Why? And they're just like no. Didn't, <laughs> didn't give me a reason, so he had to fucking cancel it. So it, it sucked. There's gonna be like so many good bands, like so many bands that we're friends with around the thing. Like, yeah. It was it was gonna be a good fucking time, but we guess, we were you know, uh, yeah we were actually talking with him about uh, possibly coming up and playing that i think like a couple bands dropped and then that day he was like never mind i'm canceling it i was like oh shit yeah like we were scrambling to like see if we could make it happen <laughs> um, dude i know i know it's, I, it's crazy but we're we're in the process of trying to book some shit for like i don't know october november december basically okay at, at this point um yeah booking things now it, it's so weird even for like smaller bands like us like we still have to book things like months in advance now yes like we, we had tried to do because when we announced our record and everything um we had kind of we, we got we, we our, our plan it was in, it was in uh 
early June, it was six nine, so sixty nine. That was the day we announced our nice. our record, and we wanted to do a little like uh, a little weekender just to kind of celebrate it. We wanted to do it out in like open New Year's in the neck of the woods, and we just had zero luck. It, and this was even back in like March, April. Could not find a single. We had zero hits on venues and bands out there. Every band either was like, "Oh, we already have a show," "Oh, we're actually on tour that that weekend," or or the venues were just like, "No, we're booked up." And it was like Jesus. Like every every single venue, there wasn't one maybe. It was like Jesus. So then we ended up like getting. We we ended up falling into a show in Indiana that weekend uh, mm. with our friends the region and uh, four stars so we we played that that weekend and we we got kind of a last minute show with our friends Ghoul for a Goblin and some other uh, bands out in the Quad Cities um, but that was it but yeah there was being that it was like March and April and there was still like you know over two months out like no we're yeah all man like, oh Jesus it, it is it is really tough like I mean especially bigger I mean, I'm sure you guys don't have a problem booking things in Chicago, but like, um, you know, mm-hmm. a big, like places like that, you know, I, I've been trying to book stuff out. I've been like, it's kind of hard to find the sweet, the sweet spot. Like uh, right now, I mean, spoiler alert, I haven't, this isn't announced or anything, but like, we're going to go and do like a four day run in Florida in January. And like, I've already started booking that and got holds at like venues and stuff. Um, but it's weird because some venues will be like, oh yeah, that, you know, we can totally give you a hold. And then other venues will be like, dude, that's way too far out. Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with like, then that means that you don't have anything on your calendar. Can you just like pencil us in, you know, and like, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. give us the hold. Like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with like, like, and, and of course, like, you know, a lot of us are, we're older, we have jobs, we have families, like we need to kind of plan these things in advance um, and get ahead of it a little bit. Uh, but I would say, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm trying to do is like six months out. And even then I've had people be like, yeah, we're booked, you know, or we have like, I won't give you the first hold, but I'll give you the second hold because, you know, like to, in case something better kind of comes along type thing. Um, so I don't know where, you know, it, it's, it is tough. Like, um, I like you really have to get ahead of it. Yeah, we we need a fucking booking agent, man. I, <laughs> I, I don't mind doing all. You know, I, I run most of the band's stuff and everything, and I have no problem doing that. But like, but the booking shows outside of Chicago is just like a fucking nightmare, and I hate it. Um, I'm so over it already, <laughs> and we've only been really trying to get out of Chicago for the last like two years. But man, it's it's. Yeah. Well, dude, anytime you want to come to St. Louis, um, you know, yeah, hit me up like like maybe like three months ahead of time, and and that's yeah. that's usually like because I will say the venues here are starting to like book a couple months out, like, uh, but uh-huh. like two two to three months ahead of time, I could probably still get something going here. But um, yeah, I would definitely, I'd love to have you guys come down, and um, you know, I if we depending on what we have going on, we'd play, but if not, you know, I'd, I'd put you up with some really good local bands that I know. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd definitely help you promote the show and stuff like that. So just, just let me know, man. I'm, I'm definitely down. Yeah, absolutely. We have not hit St. Louis yet. I've actually only been there myself like once I went and saw some show at the pageant there. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely on our to-do list. We were, we were almost going to play in, in St. Louis, uh, Right around when our snooze fest show was this year, back in February, but um, but it fell through, and then we we got booked somewhere else. So, oh, but okay. 
definitely on our on our to do list. So. Yeah, yeah, man. It's... We will be in touch, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. It's also <laughs> hard. I will. I definitely agree with you on the band thing too. Like sometimes, unless we plan way out in advance, um, a lot of bands, especially, and I think part of it is like they're playing so much, like like local bands playing too often, in my opinion. Like, but. You know, it's like we'll reach out to bands sometimes um, in Nashville or like, you know, wherever we're trying to play. And it's like, no, we have a show the night before. We have a show that weekend. I'm like, you know, there is something to be said for like kind of leaving your schedule a little bit open in case something comes up that you really want to do. You know what I mean? Instead of like just taking whatever show kind of gets offered, um, you know, that that definitely helps a little bit. So, um, you know, yeah, that, 100%. We, we try to not play more than like. Uh, you know, uh, we we have two shows this month here, but in Chicago, but like they're pretty spaced out. Yeah, and we kind of made sure we weren't announced on each one until the last one happened. You know, like so, like for this show that we're playing tonight, we weren't announced on it. They announced the show before because we did our record release show last month in, in at Bottom Lounge, and we like we made sure like that this Millington show got announced like a week or two before that. But I was like. Hey, we can be announced on it after this show. Like, I, I never want to yeah. have it be like, oh, well, I can't go to this show. I'll go to the next one. Like, I don't want people to to be doing that. I want them to be interested in what's happening next. And if they can't do it, then just, you know, stay tuned and wait till the next one's announced, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, because we played – for our record release show that we did last month, that was our first show that we played in Chicago – since like March or April because we did we did a show like out in the suburbs and then we did some shows in like the Quad Cities in Indiana but we didn't do a show here um till then yeah and then we have this show tonight we have a show at the end of the month and we're supposed to play at Alex's house at the end of September and then we have one thing set it's uh, in the works for like around Halloween but that's that's it that, that we have here so it's it's nice to spread out and make people miss you a little bit because then your shows are gonna have better turnouts. Dude, you know, I so. totally I totally agree with you on that. I'm especially like I think Chicago is probably. I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this. Like St. Louis is pretty small, and I I feel like if you're playing, you know, once a once a month or even once every two months. I mean, we we are only playing in St. Louis like five times this year because I, I I exactly like you said. I wanted to make sure that like all the shows were had good turnouts like you know some of them are like you know we 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 play like the sinkhole and platypus which are like you know 100 cap venues and heavy anchor but we have a couple that are at like bigger like 300 cap venues that i really want those to like hit you know (laughs) Um, so so i don't want to play as often you know um to to kind of take away from that um i want you know want kind of people to kind of miss us and be like ready to see the next thing uh, but I would feel like Chicago, you know, is is a big enough city that you could play different areas and and um, you know you could play a little bit more often and it would still be, you know, you might be playing to different people because it's such a heavily populated area and like sprawled out. Would you? What are your thoughts on that? I I agree with you somewhat on that, but I mean. There's also just because Chicago's so big, there's just so many bands here, and there's a lot of really good bands here. And um, like, there's a band we just played with recently. Um, I won't like call them out or anything, but like, they're a really good band, but they play here like all the time. 
so they never really draw because they're always playing. So like no one's like, oh, I'll just catch the next one. I'll just catch the next one. The next one's in two weeks. I'll catch the next one. Next one's literally in three days. I'll catch that. Like yeah. So they don't draw a lot, and it sucks because they're really good, and I think they could like do a lot better if they didn't play as much. You know, just you know, make make them miss you a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but the, but the good thing is too, there's also like the suburbs and there's like some scenes out in the suburbs you know there's the the south suburbs of like you know tinley park and that that's that's where warp tour always was was out there and okay they they had some some venues out there i don't think they're really around anymore but there's there was some venues out there there's some venues in the northwest suburbs where like where i am but you know that's where i basically came from um well, know, there's, we, we there's, played we played at uh punk the burbs last year um, oh at, yeah, yeah. Base that camp. was at um, base camp. Yeah, that's in Lyle. So yeah, that that's like far enough out of the city to where it's like, you know, you're you're not gonna be playing to the same people because people can't just like hop on the CTA and just like take a train or a bus there, you know. Sure. sure. Um, so and then the people that are like, oh cool, the people that live in the in the suburbs that have to go to the city for shows, they're like, cool, there's a show happening, literally a 20 minute drive away, like I can just go. So the the suburb to the city um, thing is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's why, like, you know, that, that's why I was looking forward to playing at Alex's house next month because it was like it's far enough out of the city. It's like an hour, a little maybe a little over an hour outside of the city. So it's far enough away to where like suburb people will come hang out, or people that maybe live even further west that don't want to drive two hours to yeah. the city will drive you know forty five minutes to go to this show. You know. That's a good point. So. So, but yeah, I mean. Playing in the city, like like I said, there's just too many good bands. Like I, I hate when a band will hit me up and be like, "Hey, can Garbrell play the show?" And I'm like, "Oh, we can't because we have a show next week." Um, so that would conflict. And they're like, "Oh, are there any other bands that you'd recommend?" I'm like, "Dude, so many. Yeah. I, I, where do I even start?" Yeah. <laughs> like we have a couple of friend, like bands that we're just like super close to, like just at, at, on friend vibes, you know, that I always recommend. Um, like shout outs to like. Uh, you know, Bad Planning and yeah. uh, Glory Days, Ghoul for a Goblin, Four Stars, uh, Won't Stay Dead. Um, like, we're just, like, really good friends with those bands. Um, so I, I, those are usually kind of my go-tos, but a lot of times we're like, oh, we already asked those bands. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, go to go to my go to my follows on my fucking Instagram and just yeah. browse through it. You might find something. Who knows? Dude, it, it it is tough. It is it's tough when people ask me that too, and they're like, you know, I've already kind of they already hit up like the usual suspects, and I'm like, man, I don't know when everybody. I mean, I guess that's a good sign that your the music scene is kind of alive and well. Is that like all those bands are doing something, you know? But at the same time, it's it's kind of like. Uh, yeah, it, it does get tough, man. It gets, it's, it's hard to find. And especially to find a band that's like, okay, do they kind of fit with the style? Do they, uh, the style yeah, of music exactly. of the show? Are they going to bring people? Are they going to promote? Like, you know, though, all of those things come into play for me when I'm booking a show here too, is like, you know, is this all going to like be kind of a cohesive thing? And, and is everybody going to put in like a decent amount of work trying to get people there, you know? Um, so. Yeah, what's nice about us, and, and, you know, our, our band can kind of uh, fit in in a lot of kind of different bills. Like like Millington, they're like yeah. a ska punk band, and we fit right in with them. And then like we'll play with like like we opened up for Enter Shikari once, and it like made sense somehow, <laughs> even though we don't sound anything like Enter Shikari. But we're, I'm just like a really big fan of them, but. Um, 
But we've also played with, like, the Ataris, and we played with yeah. fucking Svetlanas and fucking the Queers. But then we'd also played with, like, you know, uh, we, we played with that band uh, Waster that's basically, like, yeah. Neck Deep Jr. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so we could play with these, like, kind of poppier bands and just kind of play our lighter stuff, and then we could play with the more punky bands and play the heavier, yellier stuff, and... Um, kind of throw a little bit of this in between we uh we actually last year we were supposed to play a show that was just like a bunch of metalcore bands and then us i was like oh dude that's gonna be hilarious we're we're just gonna play we, we had to drop out of it because it was like a bunch of us got sick during december of the year before that and we were supposed to like finish writing and like demoing the record out because we we're gonna start recording the album that following end of january but a bunch of us got sick. One of us got COVID. A couple of us just got just bad colds and stuff. And just we were just not doing well in December. We didn't see each other like at all in December. So we we're just like, well, now we're behind schedule. <laughs> so we we dropped out of the show. But we were as a fucking joke. We're just gonna play all of our lightest shit because we we're playing with all these metal bands. And I was just gonna be like, all right, let's get the fucking circle pit going. And then we play like our ballad, you know. Dude, like, sometimes, sometimes like that, that does. Uh... My old band played with like Fear Before the March of Flames, and we used to play with like oh, heavy, nice. heavier bands too. Like, you know, and we were like almost like a pop punk kind of like Fall Out Boy type band. And uh, I mean, yeah. we had we had some breakdowns, but it was like very early, like pre Easy Core type stuff. You know, like, um, yeah. and uh, people were kind of into it because it was they, like people would always say, "Oh, dude, it's like a breath of fresh air from just like the constant pounding of like a metal show." You know what I mean? Um, it gives us like right. a little bit of a break in the um, like in, in the uh, in the in the from the in the lineup, you know. So, uh, but dude, we're gonna make it happen. Wes Hoffman and friends and Guardrail are gonna play a show. I'm gonna say it's gonna happen in 2024. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> it's gotta happen, man. Hell yeah, dude. Well, hey, man, thanks for for doing this. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. It was like. You know, I know that we had met each other and like chatted and stuff online, and um, but it was good to like you know sit down and talk to you for almost an hour. So thanks. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the only time that you and I really like were in the same room together was at that bad planning show, and I was like running bad planning's merch table. I was also a little sick at that show too, so I was kind of just out of it. And like you had just got done playing a set, so like <laughs> you know there, there wasn't much conversation going on at that point. It was just like, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, but it was, you know, I definitely knew who you were, and it was like, it was nice to kind of like just, you know, shake your hand and, and all that. So, um, the, you know, this is cool. Absolutely. Uh, this won't be the, me, man. Yeah, man, it won't be, it won't be the last time for sure. So, um, have a great show tonight, man. Get some sleep, and uh, much love to you, brother. You too, man. Take care. All right. Bye bye. See ya.